In just a couple of days, we're going to be celebrating a Gavaldige Yontuf, such a Gavaldige Yontuf, that it happens to be basically the last Yontuf of the season. The Yom Tovim start from Pesach, not the year. The Yom Tovim start from Pesach, and they move all the way until Purim. That means Purim is the Be'etzim, the last Yontuf of the year, of the yearly cycle of Yom Tovim. Purim is the last one. And there is an interesting idea that the Gemara asks, Akasha, and the Gemara asks, Tainist of Tess, Homon Where do we see a remez? Where do we see some kind of hint to Homon in the Torah? Now we know that Homon is Divei Sofi, comes from the Megillah. Megillah is of course one of the, you know, the Nevi'im, the Ksuvim, but not in the actual Bible, not in the Chamesh Chamesh Torah. All the way from Barashas to the Devarim, we have no mention of Homon. But the Gemara asks, I mean, Chazal want to find some kind of hint, some kind of remez to Homon from the Torah. Homon min Torah minayin. That's the Gemara's kasha. And the Gemara answers with a posuk in Barashas, Perek Gimel posuk Yudalov, where the posuk says, Hamin ha'etz, going back all the way to Odom Arishan, and the story of the Ganeiden and the eating from the tree, not eating from the tree, Chava, the Avera, the snake, the Gansamaisa. And the Torah says, Hamina eats from the tree. Hamin, Homon. That's where the Remez says Chazal. To Homon is found. Now, okay, sounds cute. Sounds like one of the quizzes that we ask on the, the riddle that we do on the uh, weekly Zmanim. Uh, WhatsApp chat, whatever it is, the status thing. But like, what's pshat? What's Chazal asking? Well, Chazal want to know, where do we find Homon Min Torah? The answer is, we found the same word, Homon, Hamin Ha'etz. Hey, Mem Nun. Okay, it's the same word. Hamin Ha'etz, eh, Homon went on the tree. So there's obviously a great allusion. Beautiful. Come on. It's got to be something a little bit deeper to what Chazal are trying to figure out. So there is a Gemara in Megillah. The Gemara Megillah, the Gemara on the base, tells us, and then when we record Homan's presentation of the final solution that he presents to Achashverosh, and he says, here I am, Homan, I am going to now present my plan of annihilation of all the Jews to Achashverosh. Of course, he slept him a nice sum of cash to go together with it. And listen to what he says. When he gives the plan to Achashverosh to wipe out the Jews, Achashverosh the king replies, I have a problem. What's my problem? Listen to this. Achashverosh's problem, when Homan presented to him the final solution of wiping out the Jews, Achashverosh says, I have a problem. You know what my problem is? I'm worried that the Jewish God is going to punish me just like he has done in previous generations to all those that tried to harm Klal Yisrael. Now, the Medrash says on that, that there was a lot of opposition by many of the other advisors to Ahasuerosh. Don't wipe out the Jews. Don't start with the Jews. The Jews had this special, you know, heavenly assistance, Seattle Dishmaya, that anyone that ever tried to kill them, I mean, just go all the way back to Parai, Anyone that tried to kill the Jews and wipe out the Jews was not successful. What, Ahasuerus, you think you're going to be successful? That's what his advisor said to him. What are you, crazy? Don't stop, don't mess with those Jews. So Ahasuerus said, you're right. He said to Haman, I, I love you dearly, 
but I can't help you. All the money, very nice. He gave him what ten thousand kikar kesef. The Megillah tells us, Perikalov. But Achshvers is a guy. I love my life. I like my palace. Yeah. He bribed him with 10,000 kikr kesef, which now would be, nowadays would be like over 15 million dollars in order to say yes to let me do my plan of killing the Jews. And Achishverus says, I love you, but no, I like, I value my life more. And I'm more interested because I'm not messing with the Jewish God. Because apparently there's been history that the Jewish God seems to look after his Jewish people. Homon was not interested. And he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm persisting. And he doesn't give up. And he drives Ahasuerus crazy. He drives him crazy and he says, excuse me, don't you remember Nebuchadnezzar and the Beis HaMikdash? Remember that whole story of the Beis HaMikdash, the temple was destroyed? They don't have the divine assistance anymore. Those Jews, that was when they had the Beis HaMikdash. They don't have it anymore. You could kill them now. And he persuaded Ahasuerus that the Jews don't have the, the protection that they normally had, which in previous generations they were protected by, they don't have it anymore. Now's the time. Now we can get him. And then, when Achashverosh heard that, that obviously their protection is gone, their base of Mikdash is destroyed, so obviously they have no protection. Where was God then? So, you know, Achashverosh says, okay, no problem. He backed Homon's proposal, and he said, no problem. Now, that's very interesting. But just to stop for a moment. There they were. All the advisors of, of, of Achashverosh say, no, 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 don't do it. Homan comes along with a taina. Says, you remember Nebuchadnezzar? They say, my gosh, they lost their protection. Okay, change our mind. Whoa, what happened? A few minutes ago, you were adamantly against it, and for good reason. And all of a sudden now, you're like, ah, what's the big deal? They changed their opposition very, and too quickly perhaps, for us to understand. So, I saw the following answer that the suggestion is is as follows. You have to understand, Achashverosh was no Jew lover. Let's remember that, yeah? Achashverosh may not have been on the level of Homan, but he was a pretty bad guy. He did not enjoy and like the Jews in any way. The only reason he said no to the plan of Homan was not because he liked the Jews. And he was very happy to get rid of the Jews. He was just worried about the protection that the Jews have, and therefore, you know, whatever it was. So came along Hobbin and said, if that's the only reason that's stopping you from saying yes, I will, I'll bash that reason down by telling you that the protection is gone, because look at the Beis Hamidosh and the Vuchanesa in that case. Not only that, the Medrash tells us clearly that Homon sent letters out to all of the important people, and he showed them how this can be done, and he basically succeeded in getting rid of their original opposition and, um, you know, get rid, you know, bring out to the surface their tremendous hate to the Jews and to Kladisol. It resurfaced and that was the way that he managed to do it. Now, how did he do it? How did he know to use this tactic to be able to override their original fear? And I think, Rabbi Sai, there's something very special that we can learn from this particular episode in the Megillah. And the answer is that we find the same trick was done by the Sotan to entice Chava to do the very first Avera of eating from the eight Sadas. Now remember, Hashem said, no, don't eat from it, don't touch it, don't go anywhere near it. Yeah? Huh. Hashem said so, it was pretty clear. 
We weren't living in a world now, you know, like they're living now where everything's uncertainty and unclear and foggy. They were living in a world of certainty. And Hashem said, don't go near, don't touch, don't eat, eat sadas, right? You think Chava had the idea of, yeah, why not? It looks good. I'm going to juicy apple. No, no way. She had no Havamina to do such a thing. But what happened? What happened? What did the Sultan say? Listen carefully. What did the Sultan say to get Chava to even think about it? You know what he did? Pen means maybe you'll die. There's a certain amount of uncertainty. Maybe. When you put uncertainty into something, that's the opening that the Sultan was waiting for. He pushed her against a tree. Oh, you touched the tree, nothing happened. No lightning bolt came down and killed you. So I guess it's not that bad. There was a certain uncertainty. And therefore he said, oh, that's it. She very much wanted to eat from the tree. Together with the uncertainty that was, maybe it won't die. the bear Yosef. This whole explanation comes mainly from there. She ate from the tree. Now, why am I telling you this? Because the Gemara asked the Kasha, where do we find the remez from Homan in the Torah? We find the remez from Odom and Chava and Eitzadas over there. Like we asked, what's the connection? Come on, because you found the saying, hey, Memnun, come on. The answer is, because that's where it all began. That's where Homan got the idea. Homan got the idea when you place uncertainty into something, then all of a sudden things can become mutter that were never mutter before. And Achashvera, she was so adamantly against killing the Jews, when minutes can change his mind because of the uncertainty that, ah, maybe there is no Jewish God that cares about them. Maybe the protection is not there. It's not guaranteed. Homan didn't prove it. He just said, listen, there's no base. I'm the protection is gone. And we learned, where did Homan learn that from? He learned it from the Satan, who did the same thing with Chava that caused the first Avera. Why am I telling you this? Because much of the Megillah, as we see now, started with uncertainty. And that's how the Yetzirah gets us. And Rabbi Sai, let this be our introduction before we start a Bein Azmanim, before we start a time where we're not surrounded by Dalad Khoisli, Beis Medrash, we're not in our you know, natural habitat of the Beis Medrash with our Gavaldiga Rebbeim and our schedules and our Shi'urim. And we're, we're sort of living a little bit on our own. And we could do whatever we want, go wherever we want, say whatever we want. But yet we have to realize this point that the Yetzirah, how is he going to get us? We all know what's right and what's wrong. There's not a guy listening right now that thinks an Avera is actually Muta. Right? Any Avera. It's irrelevant. We all know what's right and what's wrong. Why do we slip up? Why is it that we keep slipping up? And I hear this from guys being as man. Oh, Rebbe, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I just went back after a week and already I'm... It, it's, it's natural. And by the way, we should know it's natural. And it's okay because the Rebunshim understands us. He loves us. He cares for us. And it's natural that when we leave an, an environment of growth, such as a yeshiva, things can creep in. But how do they creep in? That's what the Megillah is teaching us. It te- creeps in through through uncertainty. I don't know, maybe, it could be if I go there, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I'll risk it, it'll be okay. No, 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 no. We have to live our lives with certainty. The Mishnah of Prokiyavis says clearly in Perak Aleph, Asayla Chorav, you know why? It's Talibin Asafik, because when you have a Rav, when you have a Rebbe, when you have a direction, you have Das Torah, then you have no spakers and doubts in your life. We have to live a life of certainty. Of, of understanding what's right and what's wrong, what's good for us, what's not good for us. And sometimes it's going to be difficult, and sometimes the decisions we make maybe will be wrong. And you know what? Maybe we will fall, but we're going to get back up again. 
And in one day Benazmanim is not going to cause the rest of Benazmanim to be bad. Because we recognize that ultimately we're a human being, we have tithers, we have eight errors, and sometimes we're not strong enough to conquer them. But the next day we get up. And that's what we have to realize. The chazak that we get up, the chazak from the Megillah, and how we see that everything was so bashkocha pratis. Everything was done so beautifully. The way the Rabbani Shalom orchestrated the Megillah without his name even being in there. But of course, it's there every step of the way. Every letter in the Megillah contains the Rabbani Shalom's revelation. Because the Rabbani Shalom ran the, runs the world and ran that entire story. And no, we didn't see it. Because we don't always see the Rabbani Shalom. But we know that he's there. And let me just say one last point. I spoke a little bit about this Shalashidas. Chazal tell us the Gemara and Shabbat Pechesim and Aleph that they were makabal the Torah ba'ava on Purim. Purim is a time for anyone listening right now that wants to makabal the Torah, that wants Torah to be part of his life, that wants Torah to go inside his veins and his blood, to have a chilek of Torah in his life. And every single person there, I believe, wants to live a life of Torah. The day is Purim. If you want to have, use your, utilize your Purim, your Dalet, Tezvav, Tainus, Esther, all three days put together are the most incredibly powerful days. Don't waste them. Utilize them. They are so special. Make a Kabbalah, Kabbalah, Satoya. Say to the Rabbani Shem, Rabbani Shem, it's so hard for me. I can't learn. I'm no interest in learning. It's so boring. I have no, I don't want to do this. But I know that it's Choshev. And I know that it's good for me. And I know that if I have a life of Torah, I have a life of certainty, and I have a life of Yiddishkeit, and meaning, and fulfilling, and successful times. That's what Torah is. Torah gives a person success. I had a conversation with someone last night, who was saying to me, no, I have no interest, I'm giving. It wasn't from Yeshiva, or someone, no shaykhs, whatever. And I, I, I'm no, I have no interest. And I said, you know, look around the world at the people, who have all the things that they're looking for, and that they want in technology, in Gashmias, are they happy? None of them are happy. Look at the coiled guy that comes out of the mirror. He has nothing in his life. He comes got some tiny apartment. He's got no car. He's got no job. He has a small little check from, from whatever it is. And he's the happiest guy in the world. You know why? What makes him happy? Oh. It's because he understands that he has Yiddishkeit. He has a connection with Hashem. He has Torah in his life that's leading him. You know when that takes place, Rabbi Sai? On Purim. They will makabal the Torah on Purim. Let every single one of us be Makabal the Torah again. Let's make a Kabbalah to the Rabbani Shalom on Purim. Turn to the Rabbani Shalom. Close your eyes. Turn to Hashem Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I want Torah in my life. I want the mitzvahs. I want Gishmak in Torah. I want to understand Torah. I want a Gishmak in mitzvahs. I want a connection with the Rabbani Shalom. Tfilah, Emunah, Shabbos, Kodesh. So much. Purim is a day don't waste the most amazing opportunity. You can walk out of Purim as a different person. And that will help your Benes Manim, but not just your Benes Manim. That will help your life. There are people that have changed around their whole lives because of a day of Purim. And you have people that unfortunately do the wrong thing and they had a great time, but it lasted a few hours and it was gone. What do you want to do with your Purim? Utilize your Purim. Say to Hillim. Chop around to Hillim, to Hillim. You know what's difficult for everyone to sit and learn all day? I get that. You know what? But you, to Hillim, you could say, Tehillim, you don't have to have so much kavana. And it's doubling. It's got the dynamite of Dovah Melech. Finish Tehillim. Every single one in this room should be able to finish Tehillim. I believe that every single one of you can finish Tehillim. You can finish. And if you have to stay up a few more hours at night, do it. You're showing the Rabbani Shalom, Rabbani Shalom, I care, I want. This is what I want. You know what that is? 
You know, Akash Baruch sees that he, he, he's hugging and kissing you every minute. Ah, my dear, beautiful, wonderful Neshama, I also want you. You know what that is? That's Kavalik. Say to Hillim, listen to the Megillah. Get drunk, but do it in the right way. Get drunk, Avada, get drunk. But get drunk and have closeness to the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Sing to Hashem, say Hallel. Do something positive, do Gishmak. You have the best Purim of your life. You'll remember that this Purim changed you as a person. And Be'ez Hashem, the Rabbi will give us all the Siyat of the Shema, the Mekayim, the Mitzvahs properly, to have that Gewaldiger, 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 Sairus for Purim. And Be'ez Hashem will walk out of Purim with beautiful, beautiful connection to the Rabbi Nishalayim.